the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today as we ask, answer your questions about your life and your money. That's right, baby. We're going to talk about you right in front of you. The phone number is 888-825-5225. The call is free, and some say the advice is worth exactly what you pay for it. Carlos starts <laughs> this hour in San Francisco. Hey, Carlos, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Thanks for taking my call. Sure, man. What's this up? exciting, yeah. First time calling. I have a, a question. Uh, my wife and I have been saving for a while. We have 20% down for uh, a house here in the Bay Area. Which, Whoa, you, know, you got a pile of money. I know, that's right. Pretty much it's 1.5 or above. Uh, we also have a year's worth of emergency fund. Uh, you know, if, if I was to uh, not be able to work for a couple of months or whatever, I am the only, uh, the only income in the household. Uh, my wife stays at home, and uh, it's just confusing it's a little scary i mean we do we have prepared for it but it's still it's a large amount of money that the homes are going for out here so oh yeah um Mm -hmm. i just wanted to kind of hear your your guys' advice i mean we've done everything that you have uh asked of us with the uh baby steps no debt um two two daughters two and under and uh we you know we just uh we rent currently our rent is pretty pretty okay my work uh, pays for a chunk of my rent, so it's even better. Cool. Um, but we want to grow our family as well, and or we want to continue growing our family. But uh, yeah, just uh, yeah. kind of. How old are you? Thirty three. What do you do for a living? Um, I'm a PG&E lineman. A what? A lineman. Oh. Okay. All right. Yeah. So uh, electric lines. Cool. Build yeah. construction. Yeah, you're making bank. You're working your butt off, and you're making Mm -hmm. bank. You said you already have 20% saved? Yeah, I work a lot of hours because my job, it's just the work is there. It's just depending how much time am I willing to trade in for money. That's all it comes down to. And that's on top of the the year's worth of expenses you have saved too, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, like I said, we don't have any debt. I mean, obviously, we have our rent. Uh, Our rent currently is $3,100. In your line of work, if you're not respectful of risk careful about risk you die correct and so your nature is to apply that formula to everything else and so That's you're you, you you it's okay at work but you're probably over analyzing buying a house dude i, I think so you're not gonna die from it okay so, I mean, you've done everything right. You've laid the foundation. You've got the money. You've done a really good job. You've prepped the job site, so to speak. Okay? Yes. And so I, there's nothing that you said that gives me a tilt. Me neither. I wanted to ask you what's stopping you. Is there something else going on that we don't know about that's stopping you from pulling the trigger? Um, no, I mean, the only thing is my wife and I are, you know, I'm pretty, pretty confident about the amount of work that is, that is here. Um, every year that I've been here, I've made a hundred thousand dollars or more mm. in the last, and it's, it's, it's never ending work really. Yep. Um, the mm-hmm. only thing that is taxing is, is the, the time that I'm away from home. And my wife is concerned that, you know, buying a house that's X amount of dollars would require me to continue being away from home which it would be true for obviously we try to get we're trying to get a 15-year mortgage yeah mm-hmm. and our plan is to pay it off within five to seven years yeah i think you're on track you're okay 
and you can dial back at any time, dial up at any time. You've got always got work. You've always got extra work. Mm-hmm. You're in good shape. You're fine. Uh, and, and, hey, if you do it for a while and you live in the house three or four years and you decide, oh, um, we're going to live somewhere else. Yeah. Sell the house. I mean, you're, you're going to be fine. It's not like you're going to have you're sitting in a real estate bubble in freaking San Francisco. I mean, it's going to go up. He could it's also- always gone up. I mean, as long as I've been alive and I'm older than a dinosaur. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it has, you know, you're fine. You're going, you're sitting in a great market, uh, real estate wise. And, and you're going to, you know, you're going to have a great time, man. I think you're, I think it's normal to, if you've never done something before and you're in, and you're in a, a career field that causes you to analyze risk, you can get caught up in paralysis of the analysis. Sure. Ready, aim, 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 aim. Oh, pull the trigger. Yeah. You know, seriously. And so you, you, that's the thing. And that I can do it too. Anytime any of us can do that. If we get, if we're really careful, we're trying to be wise, we're trying mm-hmm. to be diligent, but you've never done it before. So you don't know what it feels like. And just to step off that diving board Look, that first time. Yeah. I felt like that when we bought our first house, but to his wife's point, if she feels like the amount of work that he's doing is not a normal or sustainable amount of work over mm-hmm. the long haul, they could always pull the numbers back and say, well, what would it look like? This is more normal or this is what we're hoping for. And they could buy based on those numbers as opposed to the current numbers if they wanted that sort of margin. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you're 33, you, you're going to have, you're going to have more. You, there's going to be another thing happening with your income yeah. later too. And yeah, you're, it's okay. You're going to be okay. You're going to be just fine. So folks, that's why we tell you to do a 15 year fixed where the payment's no more than a fourth of your take-home pay. So you've got some margin in your budget. You've mm-hmm. got what economists call disposable income left in your budget, which allows you to have extra investment. It allows you to have extra generosity. It allows you to have the margin to create a sustainable work pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can go from that and say, okay, I'm going to dial it up for a little bit, knock this puppy out. Well, let me be the peanut gallery because I always hear people in the peanut gallery talking. Dave! 15 year, that's not going to give me more margin. That's going to make my monthly payment go up. No, it makes your monthly payment exactly the same. It's going to make the amount of house you buy go down. There it is. That's what it's going to be. So you don't get the one with the jacuzzi, the skylight, and the racquetball court. You're 24. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, seriously. This, yeah, that's what it is. It's yeah. all about lifestyle. That's okay? right. I grew up in a 1,000-square-foot house, one-and-a-half baths. Mm-hmm. So don't talk to me about your needs, mm-hmm. okay? Seriously. Now, you need would be a shelter. Right. Want would be a bigger shelter, <laughs> right? Right. A nicer shelter. <laughs> a shelter that does things for me automatically. Oh, man. That I would be a right. better shelter. <laughs> and all of those things are fine, but the mm-hmm. need is shelter. Yeah. Yeah, when we were, when I was... Uh, you know, when the dinosaur, little baby dinosaurs were running around with me when I was a child, we were in this eighth grade. We had the civics class, they called it. And they taught us the difference between needs and wants. Mm-hmm. Food, shelter, clothing, transportation, and utilities are needs. Transportation, however, is a hoopty, not a $65,000 F-150. So what you're saying that is... That is a want. HGTV, and it is a valid want, but it is a want. HGTV doesn't determine what our needs, needs are. are. 
Yeah, they just determine what you're going to be discontented about because <laughs> you wish you were them, and they live in an edited world with, that's not a real world. I know, that's right. Kind of like your friends on, what do they call them? Influencers, yeah. yeah. That's not real. It's not real. Help you. It's not real. This is The Ramsey Show. I want to tell you a true story. I got a letter from Fran in Virginia once. She and her husband, Gary, were loaded down with debt. They decided to get serious and worked for over two years to pay off $65,000. They were able to buy their dream home. Gary had just started a new job and things were looking really good. Six months later, Gary unexpectedly died. Wow. Tears my heart out. Besides the grief and shock, Fran had no income, was on her own, and her Social Security benefits couldn't pay the mortgage. Talk about feeling lost and alone. The only good part of this story is that Gary had term life insurance through Xander, so Fran was able to deal with her grief without being overwhelmed with money issues. Sad story, but I share it with you to make a point. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Having life insurance is what responsible people do for their families. It's why I tell you every day to go to Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. Jade Washall, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Today's question is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Neighborly has top quality providers like Precision Door Service, Junk King, and more to help you take care of projects before the weather gets cold. So find the local help you need by downloading the Neighborly app today. Today's question comes from Krista in Maryland. She says, my husband and I have had separate accounts with a joint account for bills since we've been married. We recently started Baby Step 2 and purchased Every Dollar Premium. I find that the app has been a game changer, but my husband finds it to cause too much conflict and feels too controlled with his spending, even though he has had to cut back. Okay. To help this, we have placed a budget item for fun money, $100 a month for each of us. This is still not enough and too controlling. How do I get through to him that bucking down for a short amount of time to pay off our debt is a good thing? Uh, we currently are 122000 in debt besides our mortgage, and I feel suffocated by this amount. Whoo, this is a good one. Um, My guess is you guys have had separate money for a long time, and he's kind of been able to go and do his thug thizzle and not had to answer to anybody. And now you have the same account, and it I'm just, I'm going off the words on the paper. It sounds like all of this so far has been your idea and you're getting every dollar, and you're getting the family on a budget, and you're going to put fun money in the category, and you're going to check it. It doesn't sound like this is a joint effort yet. It kind of sounds like he's there like, all right, you know, and he's you're kind of having to pull him along and drag him along. Yeah, you know why he feels controlled? Because he is being controlled. Yeah. Not by the budget, but by you. Yeah. Because he's not got a vote in the process or has not chosen to cast his vote. Mm -hmm. She said, well, here, you can have $100. Yeah. You're you're not his mommy. Yeah. You're his wife. So, uh, yeah, you guys, he needs to sit down and say, okay, the two of us together have a high-definition dream, a very clear picture of the future. Yep. And then we say, what must be true to get there? Mm -hmm. And then together we cast a vote on our money each month on how we can best get there while still surviving and having a reasonable life or in some cases not even a reasonable life but we chose together to not have one you're Mm -hmm. trying to use the budget to whip him into shape 
yeah. not going to work. The, the budget is not a whipping post. Yeah, there's got to be a why behind it. It can't just be we're paying off debt just to pay off debt. For some people that might work, but for most people that's not going to work. There's got to be that bigger yeah. Why is reason it, why. Why are you doing this? And see, he's not... He, he's like, okay, I'll go along yeah. instead of like, okay, let's sit down, honey. Let's yeah. do this together. Yeah. You know, because, you know, like grown man can choose what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Grown woman can choose what they want to do with their money when you sit down and both of you have a vote. Yeah. And when you know what the prize is at the end of it, yeah, the stronger you, yeah, the why, say, the stronger right, the try. I'm going to increase the food, the fund money, even though I know it's going to delay the prize. Mm-hmm. You can do that. You both have a vote. Right. And you can, you can make an argument for that. And, but the, 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 he feels controlled and it has nothing to do with every dollar. 100%. Yeah. And it's not, every dollar didn't do it. <laughs> nope. Nope. Didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, if you want to learn about every dollar and how to build that budget on that app with your spouse or as a single, either one, Jade Warshaw to my right and Rachel Cruz and George Camel are periodically doing free webinars at everydollar.com slash budgeting on how to build that out and use mm-hmm. it. It's completely free. Did I mention it? It's free. If you don't like it, we'll give you half your money back. It's free. Okay. So come on, check it out. You're doing several of these a month and uh, you can get signed up for one. Do you know when your next one is off the top of your head? I do not. It's in November. We'll do two of them. And just to clarify, the webinar is free and you can sign up for every dollar for free. Both sides of it is free. Uh, Like free. Free indeed. It's a lot of free. Yeah. Everydollar.com slash budgeting. Betty is with us in Denver. Hi, Betty. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thank you for having me. Sure. How can we help? Um, I need to open up a new bank account, and I also need to have a new apartment. Both are requiring me to unlock the freeze on Experian. And when I went online today and went through the steps and put in my telephone number, they said that that telephone number was not recognized, and that's as far as I got. Okay. So I'm wondering I guess how, you're how have can to I... Jo- I guess you're going to have to call them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could not find a telephone number. I tried to Google search on that, and I wasn't able to see a telephone number for Experian to talk to someone in customer service. They have a chat room or anything? I, I've never I, tried to. Un, I, I've tried, never tried to unfreeze mine. Uh, I I didn't see any kind of chat room service come up yeah. on anything online. The, I, no. I don't understand. I mean, I do understand an apartment check wanting to check your credit, and yours is frozen. Uh, but my my credit has been frozen at nothing on it. It says zero. It says I filed bankruptcy in 1988. But um, here's what I found. Okay, it says if you have an Experian account, you can unfreeze your credit by logging in clicking on the help center and then toggling the free status from unfrozen to scheduling a new to scheduling yeah, but a when future she tried thaw. to log in her it didn't accept her login because it didn't like her phone number is that so right i wonder if you can is that what happened betty yeah. the login yeah. rejected yeah you? what yeah, if you do the it. forgot my password deal uh, i i could try forgot my password try I, mean, that. I didn't even i didn't even go to forgot my password yeah, I would jump in. Did you get logged in? Uh, I, I was I was just starting to get logged in. Okay, yeah. And, um, and yeah, then, I think you, you need know, to get, just, see if you can get logged in. And, and if not, I would jump on, try to find one of the chat rooms. Back to what I was saying before uh, Jade so rudely interrupted me. No, I'm kidding. But the, <laughs> uh, with, the, with the actual answer to the question, which is problematic. But, yeah, but the, uh, the bank account should not give you trouble. I've never unfrozen mine. I've opened hundreds of bank accounts. 
but now a credit a, a certain apartment might want to pay your thing but my my account has not been unfrozen since they allowed you to freeze them some 20 something years ago when yeah. they first came out with that law or that change in the service that they provide as a response to congress breathing down their neck but yeah yeah that's uh so i worried about your bank here a little bit like mm-hmm. they think they want to do some kind of uh overdraft protection debt thing attached to your checking account and that's why they want to check your credit instead of you just opening an account mm-hmm. yeah so that that's very possible there and you know i think you could just tell the uh you know the apartment complex look here's my job references here's the down payment or the deposit and you can't check my credit because it's frozen the reason it's frozen is there's nothing on it mm-hmm. and i don't allow, allow goobers like you to mess around on my credit bureau report so you want to rent me an apartment or not otherwise i'm going to cross the street because there's 73 others that look just like you around here so uh because credit i mean really the idea that <laughs> yeah. you pull a credit bureau report to rent an apartment is a little bit unusual yeah yeah that's a lot yeah so yeah but if you want to get it unfrozen, it sounds like you need to get a login process. Mm-hmm. I have not done it to answer your question, Betty, so I'm not sure. But but um, I mean, this is what it says on their site. So yeah. I think she just needs to go one step, like follow go, the steps through. Go in a little bit deeper yeah. and then, yeah, see if it won't, see if you can't get past the phone number thing. Mm-hmm. Edward is in New York City. Hi, Edward. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello, Dave Jade. Good afternoon. How you guys doing? How can we help? All right. Um, so basically, a quick story. Married, you know, six years, two kids, uh, five and two. Um, no student loan debt, but we do find ourselves in about one hundred and fourteen thousand of consumer debt um, with our friend account in the house. Um, total take home roughly the month is about ninety six hundred. Um, I'm just trying to. Yeah, what's the uh, what's out. the one hundred and ten, hundred and fourteen without student loans? About you got big cars. Yeah, what's the deal? It's, it's Two cars. Uh, one of them's about thirteen thousand. The other one's about twenty-three. Uh, two personal loans. Of one was a debt consolidation before we bought the house. Um, I basically we basically were debt-free when we sold the house. Uh, we paid everything off, and then little by little, everything crept up within the past three and a half years. So it's now it's just at a scary point that I'm going down a road that. I don't want to go down. Um, mm-hmm. We need a behavior change. Out. Yeah, I think you've identified what the problem is. The cars aren't the problem. Thirty-six thousand out of one fourteen. You got something else going on here. It sounds like you guys have tried to borrow your way out of debt with these debt consolidation loans and didn't change your habits. So hang on, we'll set you up with every dollar and put you through Financial Peace University, so you can get a game plan going to either start shedding yourself of stuff, certainly shedding yourself of lifestyle to get down under your income and start really turning this thing around. Jade Washall, Ramsey Personalities, my co-host today. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. Joni's with us in Jackson, New Hampshire. Hi, Joni. How are you? Well, as you say, better than I deserve. Much better. Good. How can we help today? Well, and my dad used to say, advice is worth what you pay for it. So that was fun to start the show off with that. Okay, so I, uh, my daughters, two 40-ish years old daughters, and I co-own a cabin that's uh, across the road from my house where I, I've lived at this house for 40 years. And um, we bought the cabin five years ago. We're all three on the deed. And... As he said a few weeks ago, never go into business with anyone. One reason being that they will have different interests from you. 
and that's what we're facing. Um, I'd like to move from my home to the cabin, um, which needs some serious work to make it livable. Um, and my daughters, one of them wants to just do as little as possible and make it into a seasonal rental. And the other one wants that also, but she doesn't want me to have a home there because she can deny it uh, because we all have to agree since we're co-owners. Um, we all have to agree on work done there. And about 20 years ago, she was doing a bunch of bad stuff and I had to told her, if you keep this up, you're going to have to leave. So I had to kick her out of the house and she wants to punish me for that. So, so the way you the way you handled that, she you have a daughter that wants to punish you, and you decide to buy a cabin with her. It was um, it wasn't. You bought the cabin choice. five years ago, twenty years ago. You kicked her out. Well, five years ago, when the cabin came up for sale, um, the owner wanted to sell it to my daughters. And so they, on paper, bought it. I paid 200000 for it. Um, so I paid for the taxes and the purchase price and all of the repairs that we have done. Um, so they put no they money, in money in it? Excuse me? They put no money in? Right. Oh, gosh. And I bought my house. Do you got, and do you guys have any kind of written agreement on this at all? We have one agreement that they came up with that says we all have to agree on any work that's done. Did you sign that? Yes. Why? Why did you? I don't know. I don't know why you did any of this. If you had two hundred thousand dollars, buy the cabin. Don't buy the cabin. Why did you put them on here knowing that this is going to be that this one daughter is going to be a problem from day one? I didn't. I didn't know that, and that yeah, you did. Would not sell it. To me alone, she wanted to sell it to my daughters. Why? So I had no, we either wouldn't get the cabin yeah. or the girls would both be on the deed. What, what was initially the use of the cabin? When you first bought it, did you buy it because you said, you know what, I'm going to move in here and everybody knew that? Or was the initial purpose of the cabin to rent it out to someone, someone else? It was me moving up. There was an option. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't talk about any plans. I started doing little bits here and there, having a cabin chinked, making sure the roof was good. Okay, uh, Joni, um, let me ask to, you this: how, how old are you? I bought it to, pro- I bought it to protect the value of my house, um, so that uh, Joni, we're surrounded by national forest. Joni, and it's my, I bought my house for twenty nine thousand dollars. Joni, now it's worth a million. Joni, how old are you? Seventy. Seventy. Okay. You have made a mess. That's right. This is a mess. Okay. And you're really left with only a couple of options. Uh, one is to convince your daughters to deed the property over to you, given that they put no money in it to start with, and they have no rights to this morally or ethically. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is an absurd deal. Well, you should not have done this deal. It was a dumb deal. It was a bad deal. You set yourself up to get punched in the nose. Now you're getting punched in the nose. So now the only thing you can do with this is you can convince them to deed it over to you, or you can hire an attorney and sue them and force the sale of the cabin and show the judge 
that they put zero dollars into this and that at least you get your 200,000 back before there's anything split at the sale. Now you get to decide, are you, are you going to be able to convince them that you guys are all stupid? What you've done here is all stupid. You're not stupid, but what you've done is ridiculous. It's a horrible plan. And your daughters are horrible that they took a third of this knowing that they didn't get along with their 70-year-old mother and she paid 100% of it. That's kind of like being a thief, okay? That's kind of what that's like. So I don't really like your daughters Mm -mm. much. And this is not going to be easy. And so I don't know that you're going to be able to convince these two dweebs to turn the thing over to you. And I'm afraid you're going to be faced with a judge to do it, or you've just gotten screwed out of 200000 because you've lost control of this because you've got a two-to-one vote, and the deed doesn't have any restrictions on it whatsoever. You've got three people, and they have two of the votes. So, uh, But a judge can untangle this, and the, a judge can force the sale of the, of, of the cabin and give you $200,000 at the sale. One other option on the persuasion side you could do is you can offer the dweeb some money to go away. I'll give you $25,000 a piece if you've got it or whatever to sign the deed over oh, to me. Gosh. Which is immoral, yeah. thievery, blackmail, whatever you want to call it, but you it's going to be cheaper than court. Mm-hmm. She's not going to like them much after that, though. Well, I don't like them, so it's easy to not like them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not likable. That's right. Who does this to their parents? Oh, I don't know. It's weird. You yeah, threw me good. out of the house 20 years ago. So the way I'm going to get back at you is I'm going to get you to pay full price for a cabin that I own one-third of, and then I'm not going to let you do anything. Good God. Oh, this is terrible. What kind of four-year-old is this? Needs counseling. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, some people's children. But, the um, yeah, guys, you cannot enter into these things wide-eyed open and expect, you know, a crocodile to do anything but bite your leg off. Crocodiles is what they do. I just can't understand that. Even even if they liked each other, right? It's a what dumb. would be ever the purpose of going into something like it? It makes no sense. If she was going to move into it anyway, just buy the house for herself. Well, the guy wouldn't sell it to her, which is weird. Yeah, also, that's weird too. There's a lot of weird here, but yeah. Uh, Johnny, I'm sorry. I wish I had a magic wand to make your pain go away, but your pain is not a cabin. Your pain is your daughters, mm-hmm. and that's what you're going to have to deal with one way or another probably the cheapest way to do this is just buy the dweebs out and get them to sign it over just you know it's a dweeb fee it's a stupid tax fee mm-hmm. and i do something stupid and it costs me money Joni. i call it stupid tax you're probably going to pay some stupid tax here you are going to pay some stupid tax and they, gonna, better, they better not gonna, ask for a third you're going to pay a lawyer well they'll ask for it you know these dweebs oh, will gosh. so you're going to either pay a lawyer you're going to pay the dweebs or you're going to lose your two hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. These are your three way. You're, but you're mm-hmm. going to lose money. You're going to lose money. Something, something's going on here. I'm paying a lawyer. That if if it's me, I'm paying a lawyer. Game I don't up. I don't want to fool with these girls anymore. Wow, it's your kids. They're dweebs. <laughs> <laughs> to quote a well known philosopher. <laughs> oh man, oh, that's terrible. I feel bad, but you know I, I was doing a thing with some wealthy people the other day and they were all worried they were saying you know how do i raise my children when we have wealth and the wealth doesn't ruin them Hmm. and i told them i said the wealth won't ruin them it's just going to expose if you did if you ruined them the wealth's just going to give you the exposure to that it's going to magnify because whatever goes on 
that's uh, in a family is is magnified when it gets wealth. Wow. In other words, the crazy gets super crazy, mm-hmm. right? The uh, but I mean, this is all tied to you know two hundred thousand dollars worth yeah. of thievery here. Oh, Johnny, I am so sorry. Your heart must be broken. Mine's broken for you. I'm angry for you. Mm-hmm. I just can't do anything about it. Except rail about it. Yep. This is the Ramsey Show. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Jessica is with us in Salt Lake City. Hi, Jessica. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Hi, so I have a couple months left in baby step three, but I'm just trying to decide what to prioritize after that because I really want to buy a house, but I also really want to catch up in my retirement savings, and I also really want to do grad school so that I can raise my income so that I could do both of those other things faster. Uh, Grad school in what? Uh, It's in education, so I'm a teacher, and if I get a grad school, then I get a pay bump. All automatic, yeah, it's built into the system. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how long will it take you to complete grad school? About a year, maybe two years if I go slow. I'm going to be doing it online. Mm -hmm. What's it cost? It costs $4,000 per six months. So hopefully I'll keep it under $10,000. Okay. Like if you did it in one year, that'd be eight. If you did it in one year and a half, it'd be 12, right? Right. Right. Okay. So, and then I'm hoping that I can, um, I forgot what I was about to say. Are you single? Yes. What's your income? Uh, right now it's 57,000. Okay. All right. And the, and so do we, do we put 12 towards, what's the pay bump on the, uh, after you get your grad level done? It'll be about five or 10,000. Okay. Five or 10? Well, between because the salary schedules are a little bit different depending on how long you've been teaching, it's it's most of them are about seven thousand. Well, I mean, you know how long you've been teaching. How much pay bump will you get? Well, I don't know. I don't know next year's salary schedule. If that makes sense, it does not change five or ten thousand dollars every year, though. I mean, what was it? What would it be if it was this year? It'd be seven thousand for you. Okay, all right. So you get your money back in a year and a half, and from mm-hmm. then on, you got an extra seven thousand. That's a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. And if that delays yeah. you buying a house a little bit, I'm cool with that. Okay. But that also makes me want to do... get that. Also makes me want to get through school super fast. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. And then, do I contribute to retirement during that, or do I just go as fast as I can through that, and then through through? Well, these? can can you cash flow school and do retirement? Yes. Well, let's do I that. would do that. Yeah, let's do that. And then if you want, okay. if you if you get out and you get your seven thousand bump and you want to start saving for a house, you want to turn off retirement for one year while you uh, save for a house or something, that'd be okay. But you could turn it on okay. for right now and, and get some started, right? Yes, love it. But I think the trick is the faster you finish school, two things happen to the math. One is they're no longer charging you four grand every six months. And mm-hmm. that much faster you get seven thousand. In other words, you finish school in one year, it makes you an extra seven thousand versus finishing it in two years. Right. Well, and it saves you another eight thousand in tuition. Yes. So I'm doing this in a year. Okay. I mean, if I can figure out any way that's sustainable and pull that off, I mean that 
That's interesting to me. It's not the cost is not based on the load of classes she's taking. Well, like it's not based point. on. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can only take, but yeah, it, it is. But it's not a per class in this. She's buying. She's buying a program. It's just the pro, the package she, she's deal. Buying a, she's buying a, a degree, okay. and the degree costs X. And as soon, how fast can you get through it? And you got to sign up for a minimum number. Got it. But, okay. Um, I mean, if you take classes in in traditional brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. And you pay the two the quarterly or the annual to, or the, I'm sorry the semester mm-hmm. tuition, um, you can take you know ten hours or fifteen hours. Mm-hmm. It's the same. Doesn't change yeah, at most true. at most schools. It doesn't. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's the way that's coming off. Natalie is in Cincinnati. Hi, Natalie. How are you? Good. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? So I am trying to figure out how to purchase my next home. If I should go ahead and. Um, try to get a conventional loan myself or get a conventional loan together with my fiance or if I would even qualify for an FHA. An FHA? Why? Well, I've never owned a home. Okay, so I own a home because I um, got a quit deed from my grandparents who passed me their home. Um, But they never had any um, loans on it. It was already paid off. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that house? It's just small. My family's outgrowing it, and it's in a very bad school district. You're, you have kids. You have How many kids, kids do you yes, have? Yes, I have two kids. You have two kids. How old are your kiddos? Um, three and three months. How long have you had Granny's house? Um, almost six years now. Three-year-old's not in school. Correct. Oh, these six, not six months? Did you say six months or six years? Um, six years I've had the house. No, I'm sorry. The children are how old? Three years old and three months old. Yeah. Neither one of them have a school district problem. Not yet. Okay. And the, the, the kids, are these the fiance's kids? Yes. Okay. Oh. I see. I'm just putting yeah. putting the pieces of the puzzle together. Now the mystery okay. comes clear. Good catch. Okay. So <laughs> when are you getting married? Um, hopefully whenever we go to a courthouse. We don't have a date set. This We're weekend. We're open to just going whenever. It's open today. <laughs> Okay. congratulations do not, do not number one do not buy a home with someone that you do not have that you are not legally married to mm-hmm. okay. you will get yourself into a pinch all kinds of problems and do not just do not do that so you need to get married and then buy a house what i would do if i were in your shoes listening to this is i would get married and i would live in granny's house because mm-hmm. neither mm-hmm. one of these kids have a school district problem when things right. unfold over the next two or three years and you want to start talking about moving, we'll sell Granny's house and the combined income of the two of you plus the down payment coming from Granny's house will be the purchase of your next house in a better school district. But you do not okay. need to buy a house before you're married. Mm-hmm. You do not need to buy a house after you're married right now. What's Granny's house worth? I'm just curious. Uh, I think we can sell it for about 200000 there you go. That's no slouch. No, it's not. This is not a shack. Yeah. No. Okay. It's, it's just, it's, it's small for us. Um, and, and like I said, with the school district, we, we have an opportunity to get a house that's not on the market yet coming up soon in yeah. a school district we really like. And yeah. so. Sorry, you're not we ready. We haven't tried. There will okay. be more opportunities. Okay. You're not There'll ready. Be more opportunities you don't, you don't to need do to that. buy a school district for a three-year-old. Okay. You, you just got okay. you got house fever here, and and this newfound responsibility of stepmothership is carrying a burden for you, and you're trying to do the right thing and be a good mom. And I appreciate that. That's smart of you. Thank you for that. 
but um but you got time you got time you'll get there if i were you i would just get married and uh, live in Granny's house for a while, and then when we get ready to move later, we'll work on finding the right deal in the right school district at the right price and sell Granny's house for the down payment, and the two of you now have a nice combined income. You will not need mm-hmm. an FHA loan. You'll get a conventional loan with the two of you. An FHA loan, usually, the only reason anybody ever does that is they just don't have any down payment hardly. Yeah. They don't have anything saved, and so you don't need to do that. Now, I think what's happened is this one particular house popped up, and the fever set in, and mm-hmm. now we're trying to figure out a way to back into the deal. Yeah, th- that is the fever. That's the thing. You know, sometimes when you're in a moment, you think, if this moment passes, it'll never happen again. And it's and like. you're right. It won't. That moment won't happen again, but whoop de doop Yeah, something else will happen that'll be just as good. There's a stinking house on every corner. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. There's only one house. No, no, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of them. Yeah. I've owned that. a lot of them. I've lived in a lot of them. It's just a house. You'll get you another one. It's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's my forever. No, it's not. It's not your forever house. house. That's a joke. You're not going to be there forever. That's dumb. So, Dave, the interest rates went past 8%. They did? Yeah. Yay! <laughs> Don't say yay. It's awesome. <laughs> Finally, there's going to be some bargains in the real estate market again. Oh, I was ready boy. for. I haven't seen bargains in like a decade, man. I'm ready for some real estate <laughs> bargains. Dave, you just pissed off all those people. I don't know. <laughs> you don't care. Hey, it's not gonna. You're not. It's not gonna be eight percent forever. No, it's not. I mean, we're going into an election cycle. Do you think the Democrats want high interest rates? That's how you lose the White House. Okay, come on. Facts. Think. Facts. The number of pre- sitting presidents that survive a bad economy and high interest rates for housing and get reelected is really close to zero okay you just can't find that in history so i think next year is going to be really exciting i do too this is the ramsey show What's up, guys? It's Jade. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.